Welcome to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to Squarespace.com slash TWIP, and be sure to check out their annual plans for savings of up to 20% off. Welcome back to This Week in Photo, your weekly source of photographic inspiration. This week, we've got a special treat for you. Celebrity wedding photographer Robert Evans and I sit down via Skype to talk about what amazing adventures he's been up to, as well as getting into the details about what exactly it takes to, quote, go pro. I'm speaking with Robert Evans, a really good friend of mine, who also happens to be a celebrity wedding photographer based down in Southern California. Robert has photographed weddings for folks like Shania Twain, uh, and he'll tell you, he'll tell you, the, the <laughs> list goes on and on and on of all these people who you'll just be like, really? He knows those people? Anyway, Robert, uh, I interviewed him before on the show a couple years ago, and he just, he's agreed to come back to tell us what he's been up to. As well as, um, as this episode is titled Going Pro, or this particular interview is titled Going Pro, talk to us about some tips on how he got from point A to point B, and point A being not a celebrity wedding photographer, and point B being where he is today. So welcome to This Week in Photo, Robert. Oh, thank you, Fred. Good to be here. It's, it's awesome <clears throat> to have you. Okay, so first of all, let's, let's talk about what you've been doing just this year alone, 2011 alone. Give me the rundown. We're we're only in June now, so give me the rundown of what you've done so far. Well, the year started off well, I guess. Um, January 1st, I shot Shania Twain's wedding, as you mentioned, in Puerto Rico. Um, I just got done shooting uh, Miranda Lambert and Blake Shelton's wedding in Texas on May 28th. And I've had various... Uh, uh, you know, of course, it gets published in the magazines, but then PDN did a little feature on me about uh, shooting video and stills as a photographer, which I love and we can talk about more. Totally. And then uh, Professional Photography Magazine did like an eight, nine page interview spread on me. So that was kind of cool. Um, and going back to video, I mean, I think for me, one of the most rewarding things that I've done so far this year is uh, I shot and directed my first music video. Really? So tell me about that. So you're, this was a real music video. This wasn't like some, some project for a, you know, an art school or something. This was the real thing, right? Right. So I have a friend that's a musician in Sacramento. Uh, he was in a band years ago called Sweet Vine, and they did fairly well. They toured, and they were signed with, I believe it was Atlantic. Um, you know, but like most bands, they had a year or two run, and the band, you know, went their separate ways. And then Hans... Um, Who's that was the you know front man for it and my friend, um, you know put out you know same with a little hiatus for him but basically put out his first solo album, and uh, to me like I really love his music yes he's my friend but he's a little bit like sounds like um, Ben Harper if you know who Ben Harper is um, and sometimes he's also compared to I'm gonna blank on the guy's name but to me a little bit like Ben Harper. It doesn't sound like John Mayer, but more kind of like that type-ish mm -hmm. uh, with a little more funk and soul a little bit. 
And uh, anyway, he had a song on his album uh, that I sort of gravitated towards. There's several. Actually, There's a, I want to do a couple more videos for him because there's songs that I really like. But we started, obviously, one at a time. The song that we did is called Chandeliqua. And Hans, uh, as most musicians were, you know, needed another job besides his music. Mm-hmm. And... It's a whole was, pesky eating thing, right? That right. Yeah. Eating, clothes, house, <laughs> you know. hate those things. And he uh, worked at the Sacramento County Jail uh, as a civilian, but he did inmate processing, so he processed the inmates in. And as he tells me, they uh, did uh, prostitution stings, and there was a particular prostitute, I guess, that would come in frequently, and her name was Shandaliqua. And so he was inspired to write a song about her. And the video, what we did, I wanted to take the video and um, make it something that, you know, you know, everybody, I think, looks down on prostitutes. And, you know, we don't know why we don't ask. We don't, you know, um, but in this case, our our moral, our moral compass tells us to. Right. That's bad. Yeah. But sometimes you have to ask yourself you know, why? Like, it's the same thing with homeless. Like, we look down on homeless, but mm-hmm. you don't, you know, if you find out the backstory. So I kind of wanted yeah, to tell yeah. a backstory anyhow, but that she is, you know, w- was there by necessity. I allude in the video, maybe that she might have a child. And, but in the video, she's working at a beauty school and she's trying to get out of what she's doing. There's a photographer that sort of becomes infatuated with her. Of course, I had to put a photographer in the video, mm-hmm. which I didn't play myself, but I did shoot all the stills and everything for it and just used a guy... Um, much better looking than myself, so the ladies would like it. But uh, um, and um, in the end, you know, she you know gets out of beauty school, gets the the big salon job, and then ultimately the photographer gets this gallery showing of the images he's taken her of her on the street, and they live happily ever after. You know, cool. So, so how did how did that work? So just so like into the nuts and bolts of shooting this. How do you even get started shooting a music video? Because I've I've Secret, secret, like desire is to one day shoot one of those things, but I just can't even get my brain around the gear, the just everything, just in order to do it. What? Take me to the beginning of it. How did well, you? How did you get started? The gear was simple. I mean, I shot the whole video on a, the five D Mark II, but to back up a little bit, I sort of had a little experience. I mean, we did a piece called Engage when the five D Mark II came out. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, all this stuff you could see on my website, but. Um, so I sort of I, I had a partner, Kurt Aponovich at the time, who was very much into video. I mean, he was, you know, he did stuff for ABC, NBC, CBS, Disney. And so I had a really good mentor in that way. And um, so we did engage and I got to shoot part of that. And, and, and again, quite honestly, shooting video with the 5D Mark II or any camera for that matter that you're already comfortable with as a photographer, the pictures are just moving instead of still. And yes, there's a little more to know, but if you really, you know, apply yourself and just, just do it, basically, uh, you can teach yourself how to do it. I mean, I did have a good mentor. So anyway, as a result of doing the little piece we did engage, um, we actually landed two country music videos, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, for lesser known artists, but a company called Broken Bow Records, uh, Ash Bowers was one of the artists and the other girls escaping me right now. But again, both videos you can see on my site, they shot all that with the red camera and I shot the stills of the talent. Uh, but I did shoot 5d like insert B roll type footage, which was used in the video. So I was even excited then. And we were, you know, we had a, I think a 50, $60,000 budget, which 
is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money with the crew that we had and the things that we did. I mean, we had a, a car carrier that had that truck on it, and we drove down PCH with Highway Patrol blocking off the traffic front cool. and back. And do you have to pay. You have to pay the Highway Patrol when they do that. Absolutely, you have to get permits and the whole bit. And and uh, I, of course, I wasn't part of that. You know, they had a production crew that handled all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I got to observe as a photographer, and like I said, shoot the stills of the talent. So I would shoot stills of the talent in between takes of the video. Uh, cause we were hired actually to do both. They liked what I did. So that, you know, Robert, you're going to shoot the stills and you guys are going to shoot the video. And then I did shoot video inserts as we went along. So I sort of watched it happen. And, and I think shooting a video, um, I guess for less of what you're doing a music video, especially, um, is, is telling a story. And actually that's not even true with music videos. I mean, there's a lot of them today that don't tell a story. I chose to tell a story with mine, yeah. which as a result, um, it was a challenge because when I finished shooting the video, I had so much amazing footage. I joked with Hans and I said, you're going to have to write another verse to this song because I'm not going to be able to get all this <laughs> great imagery in, in, you know, three minutes and 20 seconds. And really that was my challenge in editing the video with my editor, uh, was getting it in, telling the story. You know, there was like a piece of the story that I ended up having to cut out it was sort of like, oh, you know, stick the knife in and twist because, you know, I thought it was good. It's a cutting room floor, right? Right. And, and, and so that's all part of the learning process as well. But, I mean, for what I ended up with for my first attempt, I sent it out to a bunch of people in the industry that I respect and said, give me your opinion, give me your critique, you know, let it rip. You know, it was my first one. I want to learn. And overall, I got very favorable reviews. From, yeah. You know, I was impressed. I was some, I was blown away. I was like, "What? Really?" Yeah. So from it was quite it was quite fun. Which sort of you know I had the bug before, but even more so now. And you know I want to do more. Um, so so let, let's talk about that, Robert. So a couple of years ago, I remember you were one of the pioneers that were so this is in the wedding photography genre of photography that was waving the fusion flag, and with with fusion being the convergence of still photography and videography with the advent of these new digital SLRs that could capture high definition video and right. but still use really cool, you know, shallow depth of field lenses and all that stuff. So you were waving that flag early on. How back then you were passionate about it. You were like this is it, you know, I'm I'm if I don't shoot anything else, this is where this is where the industry is going. Fast forward a couple of years to today. Do you still feel that way? No, I still feel that way. I think video is a very powerful media and photographers that are afraid of it it's okay it's okay to be to be afraid of it but i think you really need to embrace it and i equate it much to when digital came out and i was you know one of the many people still shooting film going oh i won't shoot digital but i was smart enough to know like this is where the industry is going and i bought myself a digital camera and continued to shoot film but shot digital while i learned you know, taught myself kind of just how digital worked and workflow and all those things while I was still shooting film. And then, you know, one day basically just made the jump. I I shot a wedding for free, uh, to make a long story short for this family whose mother was dying of cancer. And it was a friend of mine and they were having it in their backyard and they said, they don't have any money, Robert, will you do it? And I was like, absolutely, but I'm going to shoot it digitally. And, and so I did. And that was all I needed that was all I needed to make the jump because otherwise it was scary. Like, you know, who is the first one going to be and, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. So video, I think, is much the same way in that uh, you need to just do it. You know, 
You need to go out, do an engagement shoot, do a portrait, shoot your friend, whatever. If you have a camera that shoots video, you know, go shoot it. I think the biggest obstacle for photographers, of course, is, okay, now I have all this footage. What do I do with it? I have no idea how to edit. Well, I don't either. Um, But what I did do was find myself a good editor. And it doesn't mean you have to have one, but I have uh, one particular guy that I work with a lot now. And it does a lot of my stuff that, uh, you know, that I love his style. I trust what he does. Um, you, and you outsource the editing. Then. Right. But I, in the music video, I sat there and directed the edit. I sat there right next to him and told him how to, because he didn't shoot it with me. So I had to show him how to tell the story. I had to make decisions like, you know, cut this or right here. Or, you know, all those things that you do. I guess as a director, which I kind of found out, which really seemed to come very naturally to me, like, you know, shooting, I knew exactly how I wanted and where I wanted to cut and, you know, what sequence of the video, like I want this 10 seconds of footage or this, you know, I I knew how I wanted to open the video and how I wanted to end the video. And, um, and part of doing something like that and telling a story, which is different from still is you have to think about it ahead of time. You need to storyboard it. You need to do a lot of planning. Whereas, a still shoot, you know, you can go out and sort of make it up as you go. With video, you can't. Yeah. Um, there are some aspects that you can, but, uh, you know, I shot the video in basically three days in Sacramento, but uh, I had a timeline and idea. And of course, we did it with, you know, volunteers and, and, uh, you know, people giving up their time and people letting us use location. I mean, and it was really actually kind of, magical how that whole video came together and that like everything just seemed to fall into place kind of mystically even like we had these amazing locations that they let us use for free and 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 just how lighting and things that we stumbled upon and we worked into the video and um you know the girl who played chandelique in the video was hans's neighbor who she lives two or three doors down and she happens to be like half black half white i think and uh in the song, he has a lyric that says, she doesn't know she's black. Mm. I mean, and even just like little things like that. Um, and she was just like the perfect person for the job. And she happened to be a dancer. She went to, I can't even think of it, but to a very prestigious New York dance academy. And so I utilized that talent of hers in the video and let her dance. You know, when I, I heard that she danced well before I shot it. And I was like, all right, well, let's let her dance in the video. And that's sort of like her escape. You know, she's a prostitute, but this is sort of her escape. And there's parts in the song. Um, there's like what what we call like the hallelujah breakdown where he actually sings like hallelujah. Yeah. You don't want me to sing anymore. But um, <laughs> in that in that in that instance, I was like, I could have her dancing there and like I could be telling part of the story because there's no lyrics in that part. And so it was very well thought out. And it was really fun to do. And, and, and I got back, I had it edited within two weeks and, you know, up on the internet, um, very quickly after that, it it was, you know, it was just kind of cool to do the process. The editing part of it, of course, was like the most frustrating in that it was something that I couldn't control in that, like, it wasn't me doing it. So I had to sort of rely and wait on somebody else and I wanted it done. I wanted it done right away. Yeah. You know, you sound, you sound more passionate now about having shot this music video and all the, the details that went into it than you did before when we were talking about fusion and wedding videography and that sort of thing. Is that, are there more videos in Robert Evans future? 
Well, ironically, like my wife always always says, I can't believe you always say this because you like put yourself out there. But I've always kind of had a dream in the back of my mind and it always has seemed like a far fetched one. But like, how cool would it be to like win an Academy Award? Mm hmm. Yeah. And and after I started, after we did engage, even on the airplane on the way home from Miami, after I shot that, I was really thinking about that. I was like, wow. I was like, I'm w much closer to that dream than I ever was before. Now, I don't know. I, I want to and, and, and I have it as a goal if that will ever happen. But I'm definitely walking that direction. And I'm I'm. I would say 50% closer than I ever was because just because I did something about it and I started to make a cause towards that goal. Yeah. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit and I'm going to take you on a trip down memory lane. I remember several years ago, you and I were in Beverly Hills, I think it was, and we were, we went to have lunch or dinner or something at the Beverly Hilton. And I remember saying Beverly something. Beverly Hills Hotel. Beverly Hills Hotel, yeah. And I only take you to the finest place. Of course. I only go to the finest place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I just came back from McDonald's. Anyway, so I'm saying, so you were, I remember saying something like, we were talking photography as we inevitably do. And you, I, I said something about, okay, look at this scene, Robert. If you were to capture this scene, you know, what would, what would the exposure be? And you just rowl it off just like that. Oh, yeah, I captured this at blah, 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 this f-stop. You know, if the shutter speed, if the, if the uh, ISO was this, you know. Right. So having, and it just struck me as, okay, Robert is one of those real photographers who, and when I say real, I mean photographers who intrinsically understand light, exposure, composition, all that stuff, just as a reflex, you know, um, and you moved into that category at that point. So my question to you is you have all this stored up knowledge and you're expanding on it with this videography and doing these videos and all this stuff. I know you're doing workshops. I know you're doing the fusion workshops and all that stuff. Let's, let's just talk through how you're letting that knowledge out back out to people like the, this week in photo listeners. Well, one of the things that I do, um, is I do basically one-on-one -on -one mentor sessions. Um, you mentioned I've, I've done workshops and I speak, um, and, I, and I really enjoy teaching and giving back, and I honestly didn't start doing that until about four years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been shooting for 22 years now um, because I wanted to be at a place where I felt like I could give back and then I did have something to offer, and I wasn't, you know... I had substance, I guess. I had something to back me. You know, okay, I had at that time whatever it was, 18 years of experience or whatever. Yep. Um, so, and I get people ask me questions, email me stuff all the time, and I'm happy to answer little things, and I always do that. I'm, I'm, I'm a giver. I mean, I give more than I take probably, but um, I started doing one-on-one -on -one mentor sessions because I had a lot of people ask me questions. So basically, um, there's a lot of things you can do. We can... I, I Skype with people now. You don't have, it doesn't have to be one-on-one -on -one, like in person, but I actually people, I've done that. Um, there's a couple different ways. You know, I charge hourly. I have a couple different, uh, like I'll take you to lunch. You know, you pay, you know, you pay me for two hours, but I give you three and we go to lunch and you get a whole extra, you know, we sit there and just kind of talk or dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, I'll do. Who, um, who picks up the lunch? I do, of course. <laughs> okay. Just check it. Um, you know, I have it broken down into like hourly, half day, full day, you know, depending on what people want. Uh, I have a uh, a guy uh, up your up your way named Stephen Brandstetter who's become a good friend who came down and uh, did like a two-day thing with me. And uh, we basically 
talked and dialogued and I showed him workflow and we actually got a, I got a model and went out and let him shoot and I let him shoot. And then I basically say, this is how I would see it. And why don't you do this or think about that? Um, as opposed to, uh, I mean, I like doing workshops. I don't like going to workshops when like there's 50 photographers behind me shooting Mm -hmm. and much rather break people up into groups and let them shoot and then me help them. Uh, so I've done that at my workshops. Um, I'll do, you know, another thing is some people want you to like critique their portfolio. I've done portfolio critiques and reviews. Um, I've actually second shot for people at weddings. I mean, I charge for it, but I like basically I have a a wedding DVD called Mentor Wanted that I sell. And it's basically the same concept where I helped. uh, We made a DVD out of it, but this girl approached me and. I ended up taking her to one of my weddings and letting her third shoot so I could see what she saw. And then uh, I went with her to two of her weddings and I mentored her on the spot, but I shot second for her and we videotaped the whole thing and put it together as an educational DVD. Nice. So I've done that uh, with people. And uh, so those are like the type of things, you know, that I do. Um, So what what, what kind of things do you do like when you're not shooting for a client you're not shooting for brad pitt or shania or any of those people you're not doing a workshop what what kind of things do you shoot that are just like robert evans to stretch your photographic sort of expertise and skill my probably one of my favorite things to do and of course i do this when i travel uh if i'm on destination weddings or you know whatever i'm doing but i've been to europe many times on my own uh, I love to just shoot street photography, and I know you do a lot of the the street. What do you call them? Street walks or yeah, photo walks. Yeah, photo walks. But where I just get lost, and I just shoot whatever I feel like shooting, and whatever moves me, whether it's landscape, whether it's a person, whether it's you know whatever it is, I love doing that. Um, I've been doing a lot more. Uh, boudoir and nude photography. Mm. I've done a little bit of it in that, like my brides will ask me to do it sometimes. Um, and it, of course it's become, uh, fairly popular in the last, you know, several years yeah. and it's just a different form. It's like, it was like a new challenge in that I, I definitely like I'm, my style of that would be more playboyish. I, I want to shoot fine art, but I want it to be pretty and, and something that you could possibly hang on your wall or, you know, I've done a little more risque than that, but that's because the client asked you know, Robert, I'd like to do this for my husband. Okay. But my, my style probably, you know, I guess Playboy is a little bit more something that, you know, black and white, moody, available light, you know, that type of thing that I could, you know, put on the wall and people go, wow, that's a really beautiful photograph. And when I think, when I think Playboy, I think, of course, you know, all the things you think when you think Playboy, but also when I'm looking, when I think about the images in particular, I think slightly over retouched. You know, just just a little bit on the edge, too close to perfection. Or are you right. are you pushing and yours to that level? Or are you no, leaving, leaving some I've reality never been, in Because although I know all types of lighting, strobe, you know, hot lights, that type of thing, I tend to gravitate towards available light. So when I do uh, some of the stuff that I've done, I've done it more available than not. Mm-hmm. But yep. uh, when I say Playboy, I think I'm just using that uh, as an adjective to describe you know, the pretty, tasteful, you know, lingerie, you know, it's, it's uh, not, it's not porn. It's correct. It's it's photography. Yeah. Right. And, and a little more, I'm like, you know, I think as a guy, I think what's sexy to me is, is almost seeing it instead of there it is. I mean, of course I've done, you know, 
nudes where you can see everything. But I like the, you know, the there it is, you know, where it's just kind of a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, so that's, is that, that, that sounds like that stuff is for working for actual clients. You do client work like that or do, is that just like, okay, yeah, this is Robert like said, just doing started stuff. with my brides. I've done a few on my own. Of course I did the first couple just to become a little more comfortable in my own skin. I mean, you know, especially being a guy and being around a woman, uh, you know, you both have to be comfortable. I think most women that are willing to do it are comfortable with it anyway, but I've done a few that were a little nervous and scared. And so, you know, you have to make them feel, uh, comfortable. Yeah. And, but recently I've started doing some, uh, with a makeup artist and, and, uh, hair, uh, artist, I guess, or girl that I know. And I've done some other stuff with them and they had some friends that, uh, wanted like there's three four girls that wanted to do it for their guys yeah and they had a photographer that was scheduled to do it and something happened so she asked me you know at the last minute would i do it and i said sure and so i went to this beautiful home you know down in orange county and you know photographed these three beautiful women and you know i had this whole house to kind of like play in so i you know and then they've since referred some friends and we've done a few more so you know and i get to work with these hair and makeup girls that you know kind of sort of spearheaded the whole thing. So it's like a nice, comfortable, you know, we go out and have a good time. And it's like, you know, I think the last shoot I did was, you know, six hours. You know, wow. I shot three Jeez. girls in six hours. So they were all constantly changing hair and makeup. And, you know, we just changed locations and, you know, the light changed. And so I did a little available. I did a little bit of uh, flash. So it was kind of fun. That's cool. That's awesome. I want to give a quick nod to our one of our sponsors, Squarespace.com. It's the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. And as we've been saying on the show, Squarespace is just, you know, sort of brain-dead easy for creating, managing any website or blog or web presence that you want to put together. And it's easy enough for both beginners, folks that just got the bug of getting online, and people who understand what the acronym CSS means. So if you are on either ends of those spectrum, of that spectrum, you can get in and, and utilize Squarespace and, and actually come out of the other end with something really, really powerful. And to speed things up, they've got a bunch of design templates to choose from. You can customize them so you can get a head start on what your site, your blog, or website's going to look like and then tweak it so that it doesn't look like it's a template anymore. And then in those, once you're doing all that tweaking, you can use different modules to customize it, whether it be, you know, a Flickr module or RSS feed, Twitter integration, forms, all that stuff. You can integrate that into your website, throw a forum on there for some community, throw some Google Maps in there, and then publish this thing. And you got a, you got a website in a couple of hours that probably about five years ago would have taken several thousand dollars and several months to get close to what it looks like just to build this thing and have it hosted in the cloud. Um, so the the other thing that I thought was really cool about Squarespace is they have an iPhone application, which is really cool, that you log into your website, update it, and approve or disapprove comments on your blog posts on the go. So you know, some other platforms, you'll get a notice that says, hey, so-and-so, there's a, there's a comment waiting for approval, and then you'd have to go to the website or to a web browser to approve it or uh, disapprove it. With the iPhone app, you can just, boom, click it with your thumb and get back to your latte. So it's uh, really, really cool. Um, the other thing, just to mention real quick about Squarespace, is they've got a 14-day free trial, so you can try it out. You know, if you like it, you can go for it. Their month-to-month 
meaning after that free trial, if you sign up, you don't have to sign up for like six months, a year, or whatever. You just pay month to month. And if you decide that you don't want your website anymore, you just turn it off and you're done. And after the free trial, you can get a 10% off discount or 10% off if you commit for a full year or 20% off if you commit for two years. So if you're sure you're going to keep this website, let's do it up front and you'll you know get a chunk of change. But the cool thing is for listeners of This Week in Photo, you get a 14-day free trial. So just go to squarespace.com forward slash twip, sign up for your free account. You don't need a tr- credit card. You can just try it out, build your website. And if you like it, you can sign up for one of those annual plans and get 20% off. That's squarespace.com forward slash T-W-I-P. So in, in our, like the, the shots that you're doing of the weddings and the, the, cause I know there's restrictions on, on what you can do with those. Where, are there any shots that pe- somewhere that people can go look at? Um, I've put a lot and I'm adding more to it of my kind of nude work on purephoto.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've talked with them in the past that pure photo basically is a fine art photography site to, uh, you know, where you can obviously put your stuff up and it has groups, et cetera, but you can also sell it. So, yeah. uh, should you have worthy stuff, you can also make it available for sale and, and, uh, it's a fairly new site, but it's gaining uh, traction very quickly. Yeah. So there, what's your what's your username on Pure Photo? Robert Evans. Just Robert Evans. Look at that. Cool. All right, Robert. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about going pro and what it what it takes for, say, the average photographer. Say me. You know, just a, I'm a. You know, I'm not. I don't make a living in photography, but I talk to photographers that do all the time. Right. But I don't make a living in photography. Um, but say one day I have aspirations to be Robert Evans. I want to be out there with celebrities knocking my door down and leaving bags of cash on my doorstep, you know, for me to shoot their wedding and, you know, I'll pop around, the, the tabloids are knocking, trying to go through my garbage looking for, you know, old memory cards and that sort of thing. How do I get from point A to where you are, you know, to, to being the celebrity wedding photographer? What's the first step? Well, I think there's so many people, and I think it's because of the world that we live in today, you know, via Twitter, Facebook, you know, it's instant gratification. And so many people today want it now. Mm -hmm. And um, I basically have been shooting for 22 years, like I mentioned before, and it's sort of just been an evolution um, of my career. And I didn't set out to do it. Um, Ultimately, I think in a nutshell, it's my work that attracted those type of clients and, you know, you know, for Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston and Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. I mean, I submitted my work along with other, many other photographers, I'm sure, and got picked. Yeah. Um, but I had to get my foot oh, how, in the Well, door. go back. Well, how does that work, though? Like, it's not like they, hey, here's Robert Evans in the yellow pages. Let me call him up. You know, you have to, if it's a celebrity wedding, you, you have to submit your portfolio to be considered to shoot that wedding? Or how does that whole process They're work? They're all different. But I'll tell you, the Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, which was my big, my first big celebrity job. My first celebrity job was Duff McKeegan of Guns N' Roses. Cool. Um, and I was a huge Guns N' Roses fan at the time, so I was excited to shoot that wedding. But that was before the internet. That's how old I am. And, um, and <laughs> the internet's been around for a while, Robert. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so before the internet, before web pages, before. But uh, anyway, long and short of it, um, my first big break was Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Um, I had learned at one of the studios that I worked at, you know, very. Uh, 
they were very strict about marketing and how you can market and which was basically sending photographs to other vendors, et cetera. Uh, so I had done a wedding after I had started my own business with, uh, this Beverly Hills florist and it was at a, a home in Beverly Hills in a backyard, nice wedding, not super elaborate, but the flowers were really beautiful. And, and so I was like, Oh, here's an opportunity. I don't know this florist. So I made sure I took some really nice pictures of the detail and the decor. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was shooting film then. So I, the proofs came back. I had to crop the negatives and send them in and have eight by tens made and then put my branding on it and, you know, send it off with a nice card and a letter to the florist and say, here's some images of your flowers from the wedding. They were beautiful. Great working with you. Well, the florist called me up because he wasn't even the one that was there. And he said to me, Robert, he said, I want to thank you so much for the pictures. He's like, not only did I not ask you for these images, but these are probably the nicest detail images that anyone's ever sent me. And from that point on, he was more or less my best friend. And um, made a fan. Right. And, you know, just by doing that little simple gesture, several years later, he was already hired to do Brad and Jen's wedding. He knew that they were looking for a photographer. He said, I know a great photographer. And they said, fine, you know, have him submit his work. Uh, So I was called by the party planner, sort of not knowing of that that conversation, saying, Robert, you know, could you send us some work? And I was told that it was like a corporate party. And I said, you know, and the client really likes... Uh, unique, different black and white work, and I, I kind of was like, "Well, for a corporate party, I'm like, really, all I you have didn't is even like, know, you didn't know who it was. Oh it was no, just... I didn't know who it was." And I said, I, "Really, all I have is like engagement and wedding pictures," and they're all that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So I sent it in, and I got picked. I mean, so that's kind of the bottom, you know, bottom line. And Tom and Katie was similar yet different, but I still uh, got my foot in the door. I mean, they basically were looking for a photographer that had A-list celebrity experience. And uh, I sent my book in. And, uh, you know, after the fact, you know, Tom himself told me when I went to their house and met them for the first time, he said, Robert, when I saw your book, I was like, that's my guy. See, now I know what photographers are thinking right now. They're like, oh, the book. It's the whole, it's the whole, uh, we won't hire you until you have experience and until you have experience, we won't hire you. So how, what are the first steps for a photographer that, that thinks they have the, the chops to even approach this business? How do they get the book? You know, what, what are the first steps to just getting a, a impressive body of work? I could answer that question in, what is it? Four letters or five letters. <laughs> T I M E. Uh, yep. <laughs> mileage yep. time um, that doesn't mean that I don't want to discourage someone that doesn't mean that if you have an amazing eye and an amazing talent I mean look at the world that we're in today you you can stick your images up on a website and start twittering and screaming to the world look at me look at me look at me and you know if you're that good you know you could get noticed I mean it, it, sometimes it's you know it's again a little bit of a little bit of luck and a little bit of skill. You know who you know who you. Business is really all about relationships, so it's also the relationships that you build. So if you build your relationships with the right people and you're talented enough, and you catch someone's eye, you know you could you too could be doing that as well. I mean, I've done like you mentioned a handful of celebrities, and you know it's happened over you know many years. I mean, mm-hmm. I've. Basically, I've been shooting for 22 years. I've had my business since 94. So what is that, 13, 14 years? Yeah. Um, Yeah. On my own. And, you know, I've done a lot within that time. But the celebrity world is also very fickle. I mean, just because I shot Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and, you know, whoever else, it doesn't mean that every celebrity is hiring you. They don't. 
you know, like it's just like anything that celebrities have a lot of people that, you know, are talking in their ear and a ton of people, you got to use my person. You got to use my, you got to do this. You got to do that. Mm -hmm. So I still feel really appreciative and fortunate when I get something like that. Um, because you know, like it's just, you probably can't imagine like what you're up against. Yeah. Um, I have to say like the last few, which is, which has felt good. I mean, between Shania Twain and Miranda Lambert and Blake Shelton, I mean, basically they called and said, you know, we want you. Um, I, I did have to go meet Miranda. Um, and I flew to Texas to meet her, but again, that's about building relationships. I wanted to be in her face. You know, I wanted to go meet her. And, you know, I brought my book, just one book, one portfolio and said, you know, here's the work that I've done. And ironically, she uh, even one thing that kind of blew me away, you know, there's several wedding blogs out there. Um, and she saw an image of my book and she's like, oh, my gosh, I saw this image on green wedding shoes. And I was like shocked that she looked at that blog. But you have to remember, they're just people, yeah. you know, they're just people, too. And, you know, they probably have a lot of time when they're sitting around waiting to go on or get their hair done or whatever it is to, you know, surf the Internet, especially with iPads and things like that. Today. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, so but that was like one of those things that, you know, like kind of really stood out. But I mean, if you want if you want it bad enough, if you want it bad enough, you can have it. You just have to take the right steps to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I kind of always just, you know, put I always use this analogy that I, I, you know, I look back on my career and the one thing so far anyway, the one thing that's most important is, is I feel like as long as I keep taking steps forward, I feel that the universe keeps placing stones on the path in front of me on which to walk. Hmm. The moment that you stop walking or you stop trying or you freeze or anything, then that's when it's going to stop. I mean, it's just you constantly have to keep making causes towards the direction that you want to walk or towards your goals. That's that's prophetic. That's brilliant. So keep like like a boss I had once said, keep leaning forward. Just keep leaning forward and things will get done. Right. right. And also like in, you know, invent yourself, so to speak. I mean, do something do something new or do something that's not being done and, Mm -hmm. and not like, you know, like, I mean, I've said this before on an interview, but I'm so sick of vintage photography right now that I can puke (laughs) and, uh, it's never been my style or my like, but, and I understand why it's happening. You know, the economy changed and brides were looking for inexpensive ways to have beautiful and unique weddings. But it, it, to me, it's just kind of, it's going to date things. And it's so, uh, you know, it's an opportunity for anybody out there to, you know, not if they're doing it, but to do something different, try something new, like make a mark for yourself, like stand out, be the first person that, you know, has, has done something and, you know, people may copy you, but the, you know, that's a form of flattery or here's a prime example. I sort of give credit to, uh, Jose Avia, who's a good wedding photographer, uh, up in, uh, Santa Barbara. And, you know, he did a shot, he still shoots film and he did this shot of the bride and groom's feet many years ago and Fuji used it in an ad. And ever since then, I know he probably wasn't the first photographer to shoot a bride and groom's feet, but I'm going to give him credit for it because I think it was a beautiful, brilliant shot. Yeah. But now you see everybody do it. Yeah. So instead of, yes, it's a good shot and, and your client may never seen that. And I get that, but you know, shoot a shot like that, shoot a shot that everybody's going to copy. You know, shoot from the heart. I know it sounds cliche, 
but shoot what drives you shoot what motivates you shoot what's you know like I, there's so many times i've been at weddings and i i've thought to myself and i've learned this from shooting weddings like just ask because the worst they can say is no you know where i've thought like oh i really love to do this shot but there's no way in hell they're gonna let me do this but yeah. i asked and they did and i'm so happy i did because you know there's still shots in my portfolio today that's great that's great that's a lot of stuff so okay, so continuing on that the the tangent of going pro and what it takes to go pro, let's let's geek out a little bit and talk okay. about the things that you, the tools that you use. So you're you're a Canon shooter. You're shooting with the 5D Mark II, presumably. When you shoot, what lenses do you, like specifically on a celebrity wedding? You know, what lenses are you taking with you? And then then continue that with what do you do when you get back to the studio? Okay. Um... I have a 7D and I have a 5D uh, Mark III. Oh. Um, I actually had a 5D when it first came out and I sold it. So the 5D that I shot my music video on, I borrowed because I kicked myself for selling the camera. <laughs> uh, because I wanted the 24 frames a second. And yeah. then, of course, after they upgraded the firmware, then I could have just kept that camera. Uh, anyway, live and learn. And I, in my bag, basically, I have a 24 to 70 28 i have a 70 to 200 i just bought the new version the version two of that lens which is beautiful by the way i mean i thought how could it be any different but i just bit the bullet and did it and yeah. uh and amazing um i just bought the new 100 millimeter macro with the image stabilization in it nice. and uh, i'm gonna sell my old one so i figure i kind of like you know the old one's probably worth four or five hundred dollars so whatever you know so I, I look at you know the new one was about a thousand so i figure the new one cost me 500 once i sell the old one you know kind of think that way yep. um i have a 51 two i have an 85 one two i have a fisheye i have a lens baby i have um a 16 to 35 uh which right now I did from Miranda and Blake's wedding rent a 2414 because I've been sort of eyeballing that lens and I thought, you know, it's smarter to rent and use it before you purchase it in case who, you don't. Who are you renting from? I actually rented that from Calumet right here in uh, Santa Ana. Gotcha. Because I moved down to the OC a couple years ago. Um, and so I got uh, the 2414 and I used it at the wedding and I really liked it, which. Um, almost is making me consider like I would love to purchase that lens and get rid of my 16 to 35 um, and possibly they're expensive lenses and even I can't just run out and drop $5,000 on lenses. So, you know, a little at a time, but um, I'd like to purchase the 2414 and possibly the 35. Is it one, two or one, four, but uh, that's also a really nice portrait lens. And then I wouldn't need, the other lens. This course, is a the, lot of lenses in your bag. You're carrying. Yeah, yeah. I that's have a lot a, of lenses for one wedding. Yeah. Well, I have my Think Tank Airport roller bag that holds them all, but <laughs> still fits into the overhead compartment. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I remember some wedding photographers. I think it was Sarah France or somebody told me once that they uh, shot a full wedding once with just a fifty-one-four or fifty-one-two. Do you think you could ever do that? That'd be a fun challenge. I've always said this, like everyone always asks me, what's your favorite lens? I don't know that I have a favorite, although the 51.2 would be in that category. Yeah. Um, 
if I could only shoot a wedding with one lens, a lot of photographers ask me, like, I'm getting started, like, what lens should I buy? You know, if you're going to step in between an L-series lens, I would say the 24 to 72 because you could shoot the entire wedding with that lens. With the 24 to 72 yeah. That's right. my favorite lens on the Nikon side. Yeah. Right, right. And I think, yeah, on the Nikon side, that lens is, I mean, because my, Josh, my other photographer, uh, that works with me shoots Nikon and that's it. You know, his, his stuff that comes out of lens is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So then you're back at the studio and you're, you, you pop in your, your compact flash card and you import them. First of all, what, what compact flash card are you or what brand? Is, I am a uh, diehard Lexar, Lexar user. Um, why? Why? Simply, there's actually like they just filmed a promo video of me at WPPI last year, which I think you can find on YouTube and you can see why. But um, because the simple fact uh, early on when I started shooting digital, um, I shot a wedding. It was a destination wedding. Uh, I went to plug my card in and, you know, it was basically just spinning and not saying anything. And of course, that was the first time I'd ever experienced that. And I was like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. I was freaking out. Yeah. And, you know, after a little research, I found out that you could send your card in and, you know, Lexar would recover it if they could. And so I sent the card into them and they recovered the images and they gave me then a brand new card. Mm, And I was like, wow, that is awesome. Like, not only did they just recover the images and they didn't charge for it, they gave me a brand new card because whatever there was wrong with the card. And like from then I was like, I was a customer for life. You know, I was like, wow, that simple little gesture uh, made me a customer for life. And today, I mean, their cards are just fast and stable and, you know, especially shooting video. You know, I remember like when 512 cards were expensive and now I'm shooting 16 gigs and 32 gigs. And I was going to ask you that. So you're, you're shooting those large cards and on a, on a mission critical wedding where there is no, there's no redoing, you know, you're not going to say, Hey, uh, Brad, can you redo that kiss? Because my card failed. You're, right. you're trusting all that data on those large cards and, and you never had a failure. Nope. I trust. I mean, I trust the Lexar cards that number one, but I do not, even though that I have 32 gig cards and 16 gig cards. Um, I do not, I typically for my weddings, I shoot, Right now, I mean, recently I've been shooting the eight gigs and the sixteen gigs, mm-hmm. and you know, going through three, four, five cards maybe, just to break it up, just to be just safe, to break right? it up. Yeah, I even have a thirty-two, you know, one of the new thirty-two gig six hundred right speed cards, and I actually started my wedding this last Saturday with it, and you know, like three or four hours in, I realized that I stuck that card in there and I pulled it out and just put a new card in because I don't want everything all on one card. Yeah, I think it's just it's just silly, you know. So. And you don't need but, to. You know. Right. And if you're shooting, it depends on if you're shooting raw or JPEG. I mean, I shoot raw. Um, so, and to continue with your question, I mean, sort of my workflow is uh, I would come back, I would dump everything. Uh, right now, kind of what have I been doing? I mean, I have a server and a RAID in my office, um, but I've been dumping everything to external drives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll dump to an external drive. I will, let's say between two photographers, you know, this last weekend, Josh and I shot a wedding and there's maybe like 3,500 images between us. The, my first pass, I pulled out about 1,055 of the, of the best ones. And now I will take, and I do that in Photo Mechanic, and then I take that now into Lightroom and, and then cull down from there. Uh, and then just, so I might still have, like, I might have tagged three images that I liked of the bride 
or four or five even in like one pose. And then I'll just, maybe I'll zoom it in. I'll check the sharpness of the eyes. I'll, you know, and maybe just keep the best one or two in some cases. Uh, and then, you know, and then I'll work with, uh, you know, adjust, make my Lightroom adjustments and then, you know, move on. So I generally, I don't have a number that I deliver, but for a typical wedding, I, I would say seven to 800 is kind of usually where I fall. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of images. Yeah, so, it is. Then, so then what do you, what do you do? So it's done, you know, you, you, and we will save it for another interview, but you know, getting the album built and all that magic and who you go through. So definitely have to talk about that later, but, but, um, like once that's done and you've delivered the final product to the client, they're happy. You still have all these images on your drive and th- for a normal, you know, I'm holding up quote fingers, for a normal wedding photographer, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll just put, move them over to my Drobo, I'll move them over here, whatever, and I'm done with them. But your images, I would presume, are worth more, especially since they're of the celebrity. So it's worth it for somebody to, like, try to get those images and then sell them to tabloids. So what do you, what do, you do to protect them? Well, the first of all, I, I deliver a hard drive of the images to the client, uh, when all said and done, so that I am not responsible for archiving those images. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be the leak, right? Know? For the for the rest of my life. You know, even like <laughs> you know, they decide later on they need something this or that. Um, so yeah, I mean, so once once the job is done and I'm done with it, then I uh, make sure that the client gets it. I take my, uh, you know, like. You keep your own personal favorites, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, which generally I can't even do much with anyway, other than if you come over to my house, I can say, look, Frederick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I can't do anything with them. I, I generally can't blog them. It all depends on the client. Like, I mean, with Miranda and Blake, what I just did, um, uh, they're going to let us, you know, and even the vendors, I shot a lot of detail. There was a lot of detail. They're putting up, I think, a special website for the vendors and anything that's on the approved website, then the vendors can take and blog and do whatever they want with. So yeah. uh, generally, that's kind of like the way that works. That's cool. They, that's they cool. all have different rules of what you can and can't do. I was going to say, there's got to be like, you, know, you. I'm sure you have to, at the beginning, before they even let you speak to the the celebrity bride and groom, I'm sure you have to sign an NDA or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's... I've signed many a papers. Wow, that's crazy. It depends on the caliber of the celebrity as well as far as like what you can and can't do with the images. I mean, for instance, last year I did Ian Ziering's wedding for all you people old enough to know 90210 when it first came out. Um, <laughs> he, was, he was the curly-haired dude, right? Right, the blonde yeah. curly-haired guy, yeah. Steve. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did his wedding and, you know, he's very like... Yeah, Robert, you know what? I mean, we, you know, he approved certain images, but, you know, I've blogged them. I've put them on other blog sites. You know, you know, people like the, the vendors that were involved in the wedding got images. He was very, you know, easygoing about his images. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's let's wrap it up. And uh, before I let you go, I wanted to just chat about like I always try to ask folks what what tips they give for photographers that are you know they're they're trapped in their day jobs and they dream about photography at night and they want to be this they want to be robert evans or they want to be you know 
insert your famous photographer who's who's making a gazillion dollars per wedding here. You know, what what tip would you give the one bright eyed person that's like, okay, I I'm I'm bitten, I'm and I want to do this. Should it, should they go out and buy expensive gear? Should they read a book? Should they sign up to lynda.com and learn software? What what should they do? I mean, I think any one of those things can be helpful. I don't think there's one thing that's going to, you know, flip the magical switch that's going to get them there other than hard work and, uh, you know, the drive to want it bad enough. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the, like, it's like a one tip. I think if I were to, if I were to break anything down, even the technical and, and all that stuff, like, yes, you have to learn your craft. You have to be good at it, but I'll say it again. Business is about building relationships. And that's the one thing I think today in our world, you know, because we have Twitter and Facebook and all those things, we do have the ability to build more relationships, but you have to think about the depth of those relationships. Even with Twitter and and Facebook and all the great social networking things we have, it's still important to get out there and meet someone face to face. Yeah. You know, if you you know if you can do that, I know there's some instances. Well, how do I go meet Brad Pitt's manager? Or, yeah. You know, yeah, you, you take maybe, the question out of my should, mouth, <laughs> right? Maybe you should, you know, not necessarily aim lower, but it's like another a great way to approach a goal is by going to the goal and saying, okay, I want to meet Brad Pitt's manager. I want to meet Brad Pitt. Let's say I want to meet Brad Pitt because I want to do a portrait of Brad Pitt. Yeah. Okay, then. How how should I go about that doing? Well, maybe I could meet uh, his manager or his publicist or somebody that's close to him. And in order to meet his publicist, then, uh, you know, maybe I, you know, go on the Internet and find out who his publicist is. And then, you know, now I have that person's name. And, you know, you don't know. It's like you kind of work backwards to figure out how you can get your end result. And yep. then. Or again, building relations, but you don't know, like somebody, you know, oh, you know, there's always that six degrees of separation, you know, people know other people and you just have conversations and through dialogue with people and, and really finding out about them and listening, which is super important instead of talking about yourself all the time, listen to people and hear what they have to say. And you might pull out tidbits or find out that that person like, oh, I, he, you know, Brad Pitt's manager works out at my gym. Oh, really? And, you know could I go to the gym with you one day and as a guest or, you know, you don't know. I mean, that's kind of an extreme example, but, uh, work, working backwards from your goal and finding out all the little steps. I think sometimes we have this, you know, including me, you know, I can say with the winning the Oscar, okay, well, what do I need to do to win an Oscar? Well, uh, I probably need to make a, you know, a film or something that's, you know, and if I want a DP or whatever, if a director, whatever it is, and then start sort of taking the steps backwards. But right now, you know, like I know the steps for me, I'm still, you know, new in video. I don't have 22 years of, of shooting video and film, but I do have an eye and I do, I think, have a sense of it, but I need still a lot of practice. So even though I have a lofty goal, uh, there's still some dues that I need to pay personally uh, to reach that. Yeah. All right, Robert, where, this is traditionally what I ask at the end of every interview, where, where can people go to find out more about what you're working on and, you know, if they want to connect with you for a one-on-one mentoring session and that sort of thing? Sure. The one-on-one mentor uh, session information is on my blog, which is blog.robertevans.com. But you can go to my 
robertevans.com website and then click on blog and you'll be there. Um, you can always make friends with me on Facebook, which I'm at Robert Evans, as well as uh, Twitter at Robert Evans. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time out of your Tuesday evening, Robert, to uh, to chat with me and uh, inform the This Week in Photo listeners and get a, give us a glimpse behind the scenes of, of a celebrity wedding photographer. It's been educational. It's crazy. I, I, all I know is right now is um, I'm not going to be a celebrity wedding photographer because <laughs> I don't have 20 years, you know, <laughs> to yeah. build up. I mean, it may not take that. Like I said, you have a lot of talent and you, you know the right people and, you know, but... Uh, you know, I think it's definitely like I mentioned. There's a little bit of paying your dues, but um, yeah, yep, that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. It's it's good. It's very good. I, and I would definitely encourage folks to 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 just take a click through your images because there's some stunning images in there. You can't really see them in the audio podcast, but uh, <laughs> you know, as you're listening to this, if you're sitting at a computer, definitely head over to Robert's site and and click through some of the stuff that he's done so that you can sort of get an idea of the power that's behind this guy and what he can do. So Robert, thanks a lot for coming on. Alfred, thank you very much. It's always great to be on your show. Oh, and I wanted to say one thing too. Sure. Um, I get stuff out of your show too. I bought because of listening to one of your shows. Um, what is her name? Um, the girl that does the self portraits. Oh, uh, Rebecca. There's Rebecca and, uh, Natalie DeBish. Natalie DeBish. I bought her book. Oh, very cool. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but like, I think it's really cool in that how she, I've always been a fan. I mean, even back, I kick myself because there's prints of hers that I could have bought years ago that I was like, I love this. I should buy it because this girl's going to blow up. Yeah, forget about it. And I didn't do it. And uh, Forget about it. It's over But I was always like a fan of her. I just loved all that stuff that she did. And like, even like from way back when Flickr started and, and, uh, but yeah, when you said she had the book out, cause I was, you know, like most people are like, how does she do that? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it, great book. Yeah, people should definitely check that out. Um, yeah, are we gonna are we gonna see some Robert Evans self portraits in the future? Uh, I don't know. Definitely not naked ones like her because <laughs> I don't want to see. I those. really don't have Please the body. Please, she- <laughs> <laughs> We don't. You don't need that on the. Uh, don't make any pixels that have any kind of nude Robert Evans. We don't need right. that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Cool. I'll, I'll spare you from the uh, from the uh, horror that that could be. Awesome. All right, Robert. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. That was Robert Evans. If you'd like to connect with him online, like you said in the interview, just head over to robertevans.com and choose your favorite way of connecting from there, be it Facebook, blog, etc. And if you'd like to keep up with everything in the TWIP universe, as always, you can head over to thisweekinphoto.com. There you'll find links to our Facebook fan page, our Twitter page, and more. And if you're looking for me, Frederick Van Johnson, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Frederick Van or at FrederickVan.com. And with that, it's time to take that lens cap off. This Week in Photo is a PixelCore.tv production. Produced by Suzanne Llewellyn, with technical producers John Riley and Alutha Jamakar. 